Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Delora, it's me and you, just us two again. Hey, Ashley. Hey, girl. Hey, how you feeling? How you living? Doing well, doing well. You know, a lot of life changes uh, happened in the last month. And so we're finally getting, you know, used to the house. Amara's going to preschool. That's a tale for another day. (laughs) Work has been great. So how about you? I'm good. I am now officially two weeks post my second vaccine. So I am ready to live my best life. What's that saying? Um, Are you waxed and vaxxed? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Ready for this. Ready for this hot summer that's about to pop off. Okay. Summer. I am too ready. I'm ready to take some trips. I'm ready to, uh, you know, live a little life. It's been so nice just to not even have the level of anxiety on like the day to day basis. But, you know, to get back to having some fun will be very exciting. But Ashley, you know what I am going to be doing? What's that? Wearing a freaking mask. I ain't taking it off. I mean, indoors, yeah. I'm still skeptical about just not wearing a mask indoors at all because, I mean, you you don't know who's doing what. Yeah, so I'm I'm with you, girl. But on the other flip side of that, Delora, I got my first set of full box braids in maybe six months, and my (laughs) neck is not here for it. Like, my neck... Black girl hair problems. My neck is like, what is this life, ma'am? You do know I take Tylenol or ibuprofen before the appointment. Did you do any of that? I didn't. And what's no. funny is it's been a week since I got the braids. I could oh, see if this was like night yeah. after, two nights after. It's been a week. And like I woke up and was like, oh my God, I am wow. in pain. How long are they, Ashley? Yeah, that's the thing. They are past (laughs) wasteland. Yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) But y'all know, I mean, it's fun to have some really long braids in the summer. You know what I mean? Of course, of course. But yeah, my my, my neck is not having it. So I'm sure all our Black ladies can relate to that struggle. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Oh, Uh, really quick. I want to give a quick shout out to all of our listeners. Thank you so much for um, waiting for us and and downloading this past week. Absolutely. We appreciate you. I also want to highlight some of our international listeners. Mm -hmm. We see you out here, Queens, Australia. We see you out here, Botswana. Okay. Motherland, motherland, motherland. Motherland dripping (laughs) on me. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your faithful listening absolutely it's been a beautiful thing yeah and if you can write a comment we would love to hear from you and also share with your other fellow countrymen and women okay yes yes, we appreciate the love and support so thanks for that shout out delora we love each and every single one of you
Absolutely. Okay. And we see you out there on the East Coast in New Jersey, New York. We're like, Cali. Okay. Got some Cali, Cali listeners. We're like, I don't know anybody from over there. So yes, <laughs> come through. You know, we're exactly. outside of our family realm at this point. So. Exactly. <laughs> and again, appreciate and love you guys as Absolutely. always for all of your support. So thank you for that. Uh, let's get into these headlines. So Couple of them this week, and then we'll move on to hot topics. Supermodel Naomi Campbell shocked us with the announcement on Tuesday that she had welcomed her first child at the age of fifty. Yes, Laura, how? What, any thoughts on that? You know, I I was excited for her. Like mm-hmm. when I heard the news, I'm like, yes, Naomi. This is something you obviously want to do, and yeah. you're doing it. And of course, one of the headlines that. She said, I think in 2017, something along the lines of, you know, with the way science is today, she can have a baby whenever she wants. And I'm exactly. like, yep. okay, ma'am. Okay. I read that as well. And I mean, like I text to you, she's on that Janet timeline. And I mean, Janet had her baby naturally, as far as, you know, we yes. as the public know, I don't know exactly what, um, Naomi's journey was to motherhood but it's a beautiful thing I mean I think it is great that women have longer now to make these type of decisions and to live their best lives and still become moms so hats off and congratulations to Naomi congrats uh the other headline for this week R.I.P. to legendary comedian Paul Mooney he passed Mm. away at the age of 79 on Wednesday after suffering a heart attack he's known for best known for writing for Richard Pryor he was the head writer on the Richard Pryor show and has written for a number of other black shows including Sanford and Son Good Times and Living Color and he even wrote and starred in some classic films like Bamboozled Hollywood Shuffle and the Buddy Holly story so Oh, so that means his voice has been interwoven in Black culture. For a very long time. For a very long time. My introduction to him was Chappelle Show. Mm-hmm. I, didn't know, I didn't know who he was, but he was such um, a matter of fact or, you know, say it like it is type of person, which yeah. made him so freaking hilarious. I got introduced to him really because one of my girlfriends uh, who lives in Florida with me is a huge fan. So she would talk about him constantly. So she's the first person I thought of when this news broke for sure. But obviously, again, a comedic legend. I didn't even know that Richard Pryor really had a writing partner. You know what I mean? And I think it's always great to acknowledge those sorts of things because you have people who are these big celebrities and big stars. And a lot of them don't do it alone. You know what I mean? So at all excellent point yeah so r.i.p let's get into our two hot topics so the first girl miss ariana grande has gotten married it was reported on monday that she and her fiance dalton gomez had tied the knot in a tiny intimate ceremony less than 20 people at uh, ariana's home in montecito Florida. They say the room was so happy and full of love. The couple and both families couldn't be happier. Now, Ariana announced this engagement. She's 27. Mr. Gomez is 25. In December, when she posted a photo of her ring, and then they started dating back in January 2020 and spent the pandemic social distancing together at her home. So, Delora, 
I, I, I'm pausing because for effect, because I have so many feelings about this, <laughs> but give me yours first. She did it. She actually walked down that aisle. I think in a previous podcast, I mentioned that, you know, we'll see, you know? Yeah. Because I think this is like her third engagement or something like that. It's at least the second, right? We know yes. that Pete, we know what happened with Pete Davidson. So Exactly. And I sent you this because the internet is undefeated. Her husband looks like a better version of Pete Davidson and face. Yeah, yeah. And I had been thinking, I mean, they even have like similar body builds, everything. It's very, mm -hmm. very like one of those of like, oh, you basically just decided to marry me, but maybe somehow a, be a cleaner, better version of me yeah, is how I would feel key, if I was Pete. You know, he's not in the public eye like Pete, you know. Yeah, he's a he's a real estate agent, a real yes. estate broker mm -hmm. um, for in Hollywood. So, I mean... He's yes. doing fairly well for a 25-year-old, I'm hey, sure. there's been a lot of success with megastars and regular men. The first person that comes to mind for me is Julia Roberts. Yeah, with Danny Motor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the first one that came to mind. So, yeah. Ashley, what are your thoughts? Like I said, I have so many. Because for me, when this news came out, I was like, oh, really? Like, was this really the one, Ariana? Like, maybe it's because uh 2020 was such a weird year i don't know if that type of bond formed <laughs> to get engaged and then subsequently get married was what i i mean she's always moved fast in relationships so anyway yes. pandemic or no pandemic right but yeah it's, but being at home literally she's a superstar so she's used to being jet setted all over exactly. the world she literally was planted so this pandemic may or broke, you know, many couples, a relationship, you which know? we've talked about. And I just think, I don't know, I'm looking at it from like a, probably a big sister perspective, because I love Ariana Grande. Let me start with yeah, that. Same. I love Ariana Grande. I think she is one of the, it probably the best vocalist of that era that she's in of like those pop stars for me. But she has the bangers vocally. Yes, sure. You know me. I still think she's second rate Mariah to some extent. Ooh. She, she has, she has carved out a lane for herself though. I will say that. Yeah. But, and then she is just slightly problematic because of her black fishing situation. Yes. And licking donuts. But outside of that, <laughs> my little toddler, some of her favorite songs are Ariana Grande songs. So yeah. yeah. I mean, I do. I, I really love her talent, but I think when it comes to her love life, I've always been a little skeptical because it does seem like she falls so fast and yes. so heavy. And so, you know, just again, from the big sister perspective, it's like, are you sure? But I mean, again, we don't know this woman. So yes. I'm wishing them the best. A lot of loss at a very young For age. For sure. Too. Mac Miller. And I mean, yes. yeah, it's been and a so lot. I'm sure that the bombing tragedy, remember? Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's what I was thinking. So I feel like you know, she might be a little bit more mature than what we're giving her, you know, for a yeah. typical Yeah, well, especially working in that industry. I mean, I think mm -hmm. it forces you to grow up way quicker than most and live a lot more life uh, than most. But again, it just, the emotional maturity is different sometimes. So I still hope for the best for this couple and we'll see what happens. Oh my goodness, Ashley, this is so random. But a couple I went to church with specifically the young lady 
they're in a sleep number commercial. Oh, wow. Monique Wayans. Hi, girl. Oh, my <laughs> God. I, her, they live out in um, California. She married uh, Vicky Winans' son, you know, Mark okay. Winans. Of the Winans, Winans family dynasty, mm-hmm. gospel yep. family dynasty. They That's cool. national campaign. Sorry, that caught me off guard. <laughs> well, y'all see, y'all see that Delora and I watch TV as well while we're doing the podcast is awesome. <laughs> I also have the TV on. So um, let's move on to our second hot topic, unless you had anything else on Miss Grande. Nope. Congrats. Okay. For our second hot topic. Now, this was sizzling hot about a week ago, but I Girl. still want to talk about it because and we, we have not talk gotten about a chance it with our to. Moms. Exactly. We had to keep it a little classier with the moms <laughs> last week. Love you guys so much. That was a phenomenal episode. Um, Portia Williams' child uh, has gotten engaged. Uh, According to her, she and her now fiancé, Simon, who is the ex of her Real Housewives of Atlanta co-star, Fallon, got engaged the Thursday before Mother's Day. She said, I've been waiting for a love like this, and God answered my prayers, and I wasn't going to deny it when it was smacking me dead in the face. I'm happy. Okay, Williams went public with her relationship with Simon, who is 56 and she's 39. Uh, She revealed that it began a month ago and that they are crazy in love. The engagement news came just a month after Simon and Fallon, who tied the knot in June 2019, announced their split following two years of marriage. Simon and Fallon have yet to finalize their divorce, though they reached a settlement last month. This is according to People. Delora, give me your thoughts on this situation, girl, because this ish is some of the messiest I've seen in quite a while. In a very long time. This might be up there with entanglement, actually. It was, possibly. Girl, it was some shit. <laughs> so, full disclaimer, I do not watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. Neither do um, I anymore. I I never got into it. And when I thought I would have, it's just too many seasons to catch up on. <laughs> I have watched Potomac because, again, I watched it from the beginning. Um, but I say all this to say the women in Atlanta are very popular and very much ingrained into the culture. So mm-hmm. I'm aware of who they are. So I will say this. In terms of Fallon and her husband or Fallon being Porsche's quote unquote friend, I think it might not really be a real friendship, honestly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it might be a reality TV type of friend. You know what I mean? I feel like when it comes to reality TV and when it comes to a town like Atlanta, successful black people probably all know each other and want to be featured, what have you. So she popped up on the show a couple of times. Portia picking up somebody's seconds so quickly though, a month, a month. But they say that this man got money, money. Yeah. And so in some ways, I can see how she probably fell in love that quickly because she's trying to, you know, be taken care of. (laughs) I think she's really messy. It's really messy. It's not cute. It's not a good look. But guess what? Who's going to be holding a peach next season? She will. Because this storyline is bonkers. Girl. You know, you know, uh, Andy and the producers are like, "Why did you have to do this in the off season? Off what? Season. Why she's getting her own show, uh, her own like special or something? I don't know if of it's course. around this, but the fact that the men also seem to be so cool with it, 
also makes me feel some kind of way like well dennis wasn't ish though her ex so that's a whole nother situation but i want to make a couple points to yours so i stopped watching real housewives of atlanta regularly a while ago just because i felt like the drama always overshadowed these ladies success because at the end of the day this Mm. cast is a stellar cast in terms of actual accomplishments and career cast for a while yeah but i mean just like these women are exceptional in their career past a lot i remember phaedra when she was still on the show was accepted like the lawyer of the year award or something it just Mm -hmm. dawned on me as like this is being misused this show is being mishandled so it just it just left a bad taste in my mouth I got out of it neither here nor there I still follow and kept up with what was going on and I have always liked Portia so when this news dropped I was like damn of all the ladies I'm so disappointed because like Portia, I would not think that you would be this person to have this type of public error, I guess. Do I'm sure in like her it's... mind, she's happy. But to me, yes. it's, it's it, like, to your point, it's not a good look at all. Mm-mm. And you were talking about, oh, maybe this isn't really her friend. So in her statement, she said, yeah, this isn't my friend. And I understand Tammy Roman said it best probably in an Instagram post, uh, Tammy Roman from Basketball Wives, mm-hmm. that basically producers usually, if they want to introduce a new cast member, will do it through a current cast member, whether you know them or not. And so that's what's bad is that the optics are that Fallon came on the show as a friend of Portia so regardless of whether y'all are besties or whatever you spent time with this woman y'all got to know each other y'all you knew her husband you knew this you knew him as her husband right Fallon has like three kids with this man too doesn't she she has three kids from a previous relationship I believe I don't think they have any joint children together but regardless it's 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 gross like that's how I really feel about it it's gross I I don't I'm not saying that, uh, you know, it's not possible for her to have developed feelings, but what Tammy said, I love where she was like, listen, Portia knew what she was doing. She said, I want a rich man and I don't want just any rich man. I want that one. I want that one. So I think that, you know, for me, it was just one of those things of like, see, that's why you can't trust a whole bunch of women around you, dude, because some of them are plotting. You know what I mean? Like some of them are definitely looking at your man, not just, oh, I, I, I want a man like your husband. No, they want your husband, baby. So that's how I feel about all of that. Portia, I hope this karma uh, don't hit your ass too hard because it might. Whew. Well said. <laughs> Anything to add? No, it's just, it's just very interesting. I can't live my life like that. So, you know. <laughs> like I said, that karma. <laughs> As long as she can sleep well at night, I guess more power to her. Yeah, do you, boo-boo. All right, Delora, that's all I have for headlines and hot topics this week. Thank you, Ashley. Now it's time for the recap. All right, Ashley. We are recapping The Woman in the Window. Yeah. It is a film that just came out. It's available on Netflix it's based off of a popular novel after the same name. And the director, his name is Joe Wright. He's the, also the director of The Darkest Hour, which stars Gary Oldman. So that, that's a connection there. The screenplay was by Tracy Lutz, who is uh, Dr. Landy in the film. And then let's go down the cast. Okay, so... We have Dr. Anna Fox, played by the wonderful 
Amy Adams, Jane by Julianne Moore, who I love. Mm-hmm. Alexander Russell, played by Gary Oldman. Ed Fox or Edward Fox by Anthony Mackie. Wyatt Russell, David, uh, Detective Little, Brian Teray Henry. So let's read a quick summary of this film. Agoraphobic Dr. Anna Fox witnesses something she shouldn't while taking tabs on the Russell family lives across the way. All right. So (sighs) ratings for this film, Ashley. Not the greatest. (laughs) Rotten Tomatoes. The critics gave this film 26%. This is our lowest rated series or film thus far. Absolutely. Uh, The audience gave this movie a 39% on Rotten Mm. Tomatoes. And you know what, Ashley? I couldn't even find Google, the Google rating. Ah, people on Google haven't even been thumbs up or thumbs down. (laughs) It it just came out and it's been number one. Yeah. Trending on Netflix. So that's part of the reason why we chose this film. Mm -hmm. All right, Ashley, what's your grade for this film? I gave it a C minus and I gave it a C minus because I didn't hate it as much as some of the critics did. I think this isn't my favorite genre probably. So I think some of the people who were watching it, they didn't feel like it lived up to the, like the thriller genre and what possibly it was hoping to accomplish. I was just looking at it obviously as a spectator, as a fan. And I still thought that, you know, Amy Adams and the cast in general, put on some great performances. Um, But I was so distracted my first watch by like her state of mind that Mm. a lot of it like surprised me more than probably other people um, in terms of like the twists of the film, which I'm sure I know we'll get into. Yes. And um, um, by the end, I, I, another reason why I gave it a C minus is the end felt abrupt and unexplained for me in certain ways which I'll get to as well so Mm -hmm. that's just elaborate a little bit more on my c minus what about you all right Ashley I gave it a c minus also we are on the same page today um to your point I didn't hate the film I was invested yeah um and then as you mentioned the ending just was not there, but the performances were really good. I yeah. Mean, Amy Adams is such a phenomenal actress, even though I felt like her character was a bit of an anti-hero. I, I hope she's doing okay, because this is like the second project where she just went in really dark. Yeah. Um, the first sharp one objects. being Sharp Objects from Oof. 2018. That was a series. Mind you, you know, part of my introduction to her was Enchanted. So, you know. <laughs> where is Enchanted too? by the way? Waiting for that. Coming. It's coming and I'm looking forward to it. But um, I do enjoy this genre. I didn't mention it earlier but this is a mystery slash drama um you know if you you know do a google search they have some movies that you know maybe similar and it it, and it's true the girl on the train i thought the name was a little bit too close like so the woman in the window the girl on the train (laughs) you know what i mean both nosy 
nosy as women, you know. Yeah, the girl on the train <laughs> was something else. So I read that book and watched that film. That was something else. Yes, both had drinking problems. Yeah, girl, girl. So, with that being said, we're just gonna go ahead and go into the recap. Okay, so as I mentioned, we are introduced to Dr. Fox, who is a gorephobic shrink. Uh, she lives by herself. Uh, she is very observant of her neighborhood. She noticed the Russells moving in right away. We also find out that she has a shrink herself and that she's separated from her husband, who her daughter is with. And I phrase it that way intentionally because that's how she phrases it throughout the movie. We're first introduced to the first Russell knocking on her door, Ethan. He comes over with a gift. He has a candle that his mom insisted that he, he gives her with joining the neighborhood. That interaction was very interesting. In that interaction, you find out that Ethan's father is abusive, or he kind of alludes to it, like, oh, you know, my dad's stressed. Yeah. We find out also in the beginning, Dr. Fox was talking to her husband on the phone because she, she has a conversation with him, letting him know that the husband's a banker. And because I'm wondering what everybody's doing that they can afford this square footage in New York City. I girl, mean, girl. <laughs> that house yeah. was some levels. Uh, exactly. Exactly. And the other thing about the husband's conversation is he's trying to encourage her going to go outside as well. But back to Ethan, what were your first impressions on Ethan? As well as Dr. Fox, Ashley. I thought Ethan was a weirdo. And I know he's a child, so I don't mean that in a vicious way at all. I mean it in that he really comes across as very strange to me. Like, I can't get a grasp of his intentions. His demeanor is very odd to me. He seems like he's always on the verge of tears, and I can't quite understand why. And again, I am trying to understand Amy Adams so much that everyone Mm -hmm. she encounters is like a reflection of her in some way. You know what I mean? It's like, Mm -hmm. you're a child psychologist. So now are you being introduced to this seemingly vulnerable child to try to help you? I couldn't get a gauge on it. The fact that she agreed to be friends with him was strange to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But to your point, Dr. Fox, as we've met her, is she hasn't left her house in 10 months. She's agoraphobic. We don't know why. Um, her therapist talked about the fact she had attempted suicide. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I'm trying to understand the dynamics and even the idea that she would be married but separated and her kid would be living elsewhere. Like, what mm-hmm. could that dynamic be like if you're agoraphobic mm-hmm. and won't leave your house? So exactly. at this point, I have in my notes, I'm just trying to get my bearings because. <laughs> well said. I and couldn't, you- I couldn't figure it out yet. And to your point, she did see her doctor and he prescribed her a new drug and he's under the assumption that she's taking these drugs clean without alcohol. And we learn quite quickly that she loves taking her pills with some some alcohol, okay? Yeah, she has a wine glass in her hand the majority of the film. (laughs) Majority of the film. So it's... Tuesday and it's Halloween and the neighborhood is a bit of a terror they're throwing eggs at her front door and as you know with her being agoraphobic she she's terrified but she feels like she has to do something and so she 
they set it up to feel so traumatic. Like I yes. was feeling traumatized. <laughs> it was it was pretty intense. I'm not gonna lie, but she managed to go out her door, and then she blacks out. And the next thing we see through her eyes is Jane Russell waking her up. She she apparently saved her. <laughs> they are extremely friendly. And mind you, this is Jane played by the wonderful, fantastic Julianne Moore, okay? And this is allegedly Jane, right? Because this is who Anna thinks and is saying it, that she is. Yes, based off of the interaction that we'll highlight more in the end here. Um, and so they, they connect. It's so funny. Their conversation was very, their banter was very interesting to me because they would dig in. They, they were both very nosy, right? Very. And they would. And Julia Moore was an asshole. She called her house shitty. Like That's so <laughs> true. The disrespect. <laughs> exactly. And so they're, they're asking these really intimate questions to each other and they, they also pushed back like <laughs> Dr. Fox at one point was like, I have a shrink, <laughs> you know, or right. I don't need your help, ma'am. I don't need your help because, she, you know, Jane, quote unquote, Jane was trying to figure out why she hasn't left the house. They get into talking about Ethan and what is notable here is that she has a locket of Ethan of him as a baby and this will be significant later on, but she talks about how Ethan is a sensitive child and that she just loves her child so much. Um, it's also noted that during their conversation in wine, Dr. Fox takes a picture of Punch, her cat, and Jane draws a picture of uh, Dr. Fox and her cat. And then she seemingly leaves. All right. One thing that we should also note about Dr. Fox's environment is that she has a tenant, mm -hmm. David. He lives he lives in the basement. The third Russell come knocking on her door. And it's the husband is Alistair and he's he's asked her if, you know, any if anyone from his family had come to visit her. And she lies and say no. What yeah. do you think about her lying to him like that? I didn't understand why at that particular time she felt the need to besides I guess the fact that Alistair was being set up as a bad guy right you talk about how mm -hmm. it seems like when Ethan came by there was some level of feeling like maybe he was being abused and then also when her she had her conversation with Jane uh quote-unquote um there was the idea that again he had issues he was a jealous person he was this this and that so I guess mm -hmm. she felt the need to protect but it's just mm -hmm. strange that all of these family members of this one family have felt so inclined to come to her house out of everyone's house in the neighborhood that was the thing that I thought was interesting too and they all did it separately you yeah. know at different times David is her tenant he's also a handyman he informed her that her roof is dangerous and I'm just going to keep that there for right now. Can I just say real quick this Falcon mm -hmm. and Winter Soldier reunion between yes. Anthony Mackie being in this and this character is mm -hmm. bizarre after Very. just watching that show. Yeah but you know Amy is technically a part of the MCU universe as well. She That's means, true. That yeah. is true. It's it's just I think because I just watched those two Same. together yep. it was just like 
I can't, it's almost like you can't let go of that dynamic watching them in another project so quickly. You know what I mean? Not at all. Not (laughs) at all. I digress. Well, Dr. Fox, being as nosy as she is, she hears screams coming from apartment 101 or building 101. She calls Ethan. Ethan is like in tears and he like abruptly hangs up on her. And then she gets a call from Alistair essentially saying like, you know, did you call this phone? And she's like, yes, I did. She's like, I heard a scream, you know, what's going on? And so he basically was like, you know what? It's only me and my boy. Mind you, she saw quote unquote Jane leave the apartment shortly after her hearing the screams. So we see her pull out her camera girl and investigate. Did the most. Ashley, do you like Dr. Fox at this moment? I don't dislike her or like her. I'm trying to understand her. I think that's Mm -hmm. where I land with it. But at this point, I'm like, you're asking for trouble. This is as a black person, one thing we don't do mind your business because this is how you get yourself in trouble this this has nothing to do with you again these strangers who just moved in because one thing i love about this movie too is that we get a timeline and literally we're going monday tuesday you know what i mean you don't know these people it's been a matter of days since they moved in here why are you so invested already in these people you don't even know please mind your business for your own well-being that's a psa to uh other people out there who don't do that mind your business (laughs) actually i'm so glad that you said that because watching this i actually put in my notes i'm like this must be a cultural thing because black folks do not be in other people's business we do not and first of all my curtains are closed by a certain time of day every day girl i'm not looking at nobody else's house and i don't want nobody looking in mine and i say that kind of loosely because if you think about it Back in the day, in our neighborhoods, there were old ladies outside their windows checking on the kids in the neighborhood. But at least those would be people that they really know and are invested in usually in a like no family. Exactly. Because it was like almost like, you know, that whole takes a village thing. So it would be somebody that used to babysit you or, you know, it wasn't just the strangers from across the way. Like, ma'am, I don't know you. Touche. She pulled out the long the long distance lens like I just <laughs> I it, it was a lot it was a lot and one of the things that was also um, interesting about her conversation with her psychiatrist was that he mentioned curiosity was a sign that she was slowly getting out of her depression so right yeah not this level though <laughs> not this level so we're we're to Thursday okay she is extremely high on her drugs at this point so much so that she pretty much slept most of the day. But then when she got up to pour herself some more wine, she looks <laughs> out the window and she sees the murder of Jane. She sees Jane in the window and she sees blood on, on her hands. And, and a knife in her stomach. And a knife in her stomach, Ashley. And this was enough to get Dr. Fox out the front door. Okay. So she, she got that umbrella. She walked across the street and seemingly got hit by a car. Exactly. That was so unexplained. So unexplained. But then when she wakes up, she sees detective little and Mr. Russell in front of her confronting her. 
why are y'all in my house? How did you get in my house? If I call the police, Delora, let me say this real quick. If I call the police and say that I just witnessed a murder across the street uh, of this house. Yes. Whether I am right or wrong in my right mind or not, why would you allow those family members to enter my home? Very true. As the police. Very true. And I also want to mention, um, I felt like she overused the 911. So at this point, she had called them multiple times, but obviously they showed up this time to ask her questions. And well, a caveat on that too. One thing we haven't talked about is the fact that she, the reason why is because she's very jumpy. She startles very, very easily in the movie. And they make it a point point. to show us that, that she's very jumpy. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Everything frightens her. David comes up and is in the kitchen. Oh my God. That's an excellent point, Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing here? I live here. Calm down. But in this confrontation again with Dr. Little and Mr. Russell, she she's like, I saw a, mur- a witness a murder. I know because I zoomed in with my camera. <laughs> and then they were like, well, did you take a picture? She's like, no, I didn't take a picture. <laughs> Why didn't she take a picture is the question. I guess, I guess because she was so startled in the moment, right? But why was the yes. female cop so antagonistic? Yeah, that's an excellent point. And does she have a name? Because I actually could not find it. I think they say it at towards the end, but because okay. I didn't like her, because I felt like she was immediately <laughs> this antagonistic, aggressive, <laughs> rude person. I yes. don't care what her name is. <laughs> oh my gosh. But Ashley, in this confrontation that's what i'm gonna keep calling it she meets the real jane russell yeah and she she is losing it at this point she's like what do you mean this is not jane russell and not i'm not gonna lie the lady was hella weird hella weird and it was almost like it was supposed to be an imposter of julianne moore's character because they had the same like blonde hair and but you've said this many times before delora and at this point what gives me pause as an audience member is that is that anna fox is not a reliable narrator right because she's high and drunk yeah (laughs) and it's not even just like she's high on weed guys she's high on psych meds right she's on some ish that she's taking the big pills you know what i mean i don't know what they are very true yes but it's it it makes me it made me feel out of control as the audience avalyn or something i'm sure it's a fictional well she was taking like remember the scene where she had like the green bottle the orange bottle like so that's her newest prescription what else are you all with red (laughs) wine what else are you on? Like, so it just made me feel so out of control. Like, I can't trust what I'm being shown because you're not in your right mind, clearly. But if this is Jane and she's been spying all this time, where has this lady been? Where has this lady been? And Ethan is there in the distance and she's like looking to him as some type of, you know, like, hey, we have this connection. You can tell the truth. Let the police know. He's essentially saying that is her period. And, and, and then she's asking him, why are you protecting him? So yeah, it, it's, it's not a good look for Dr. Fox at this point. Again, why are the Russells in her house? <laughs> it's, it's, it's strange. Excellent, excellent point. Okay, 
at this point, she kind of spirals. She, she goes on an internet search to learn more about Mr. Russell. She, she even goes into David's territory in the basement and finds some mail on him. He apparently uh, is out on parole. So he has record and everything. Yes, Ashley. Does she not do a background check on someone that she's going to have as her tenant? Girl. Because you are a woman living by yourself. How do you not know that he's on parole? Who don't live the, who don't leave the house? So who's going to check on you? Exactly. He could kill you at any time. And he and does get a little aggressive in that scene. So I was a little worried for her. Again, coming from his Falcon and Winter Soldier character. Yes, yes. I was worried for her. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but the thing, I, and I'll get to this point in a moment okay so um, oh delora real quick i have one more question mm -hmm. as far as this 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 deep dive on the internet now if you saw someone murdered wouldn't you be worried that you might be the next victim if you kept snooping that's an excellent point i just feel like it's the audacity for me i think that's <laughs> that's sums up her character for me this whole time it's like i don't even think she thought that through you know what i don't mean? either i don't either insane she's insane. not being she's not being rational to a certain extent she's not being rational excellent point excellent point and the russells are sick 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 of her shit okay <laughs> because she's still spying with the long lens right <laughs> into their home yes the russell uh jane calls her and was like stop looking into my house and that was a creepy little moment, too, because Ethan was about to take off his shirt. I was like, how long are you going to keep watching this? Exactly. They made that it creepy. Got, it got so bad, Ashley, that she saw Ethan walking down the street and she screams out the motherfucking window. <laughs> he said, you cannot be yelling at me uh, on the street. Oh, my God. Like, she has lost it. It's official. She's way too invested in strangers, period. Excellent point. And again, same question. Why are you protecting him? And, and then the father, he comes and grabs him and slaps him. That part actually scared the mess out of me. I'm yeah. Slap the dog shit out of his son. Sure did. But he confronts her and says, you know, you have an inappropriate relationship with my son. Like, what are you doing? And then mind you, she's the one that has been harassing them all this time. He confronts her again, face to face. Again, audacity to be like, I'll call the police. Ma'am. Love his quote. You are effing with the wrong family. Yes. Stay away from my son, please. Dora, I said, I would have at this point taken his word for it. I saw a woman murdered in his house. Absolutely. I would have oh taken his word. Oh my goodness. It, this is why it was really difficult for me to root for her because honestly, if I'm keeping it 1000, Ashley, she is just like an embodiment of all the people who call, who call on black folks mm. for walking down the street, barbecuing at the park. Mm. Uh, she's a, she's a Karen. No offense to my mom. <laughs> You're saying what I'm hearing is that her name should have been Karen Fox. <laughs> you said it, Ashley. Not I. You said it. I'm just telling you what, what the vibe that I'm getting from that. Oh, my gosh. So, Ashley, apparently somebody is sick of her mess because she was sent a picture of herself sleeping creepy 
Now that is terrifying. And actually, this is the big, big scene here. So she calls the police and they come right away. And again, everybody is there at this point. We have the Russells, we have David, everyone is in the room at this point. And the Russells are there because um, Alistair is upset because he's like, you're calling my job from Boston checking up on me? David said he'd stop by because, you know, the door was open. <laughs> and he lives there. I mean, he and lives, he lives there. there. Absolutely. And one of the things that she did find that I will say was a nugget, right? Uh, Alistair's assistant did die. Yeah, Pam. Pam. So that was something, I mean, her search wasn't in vain, okay? And she, she's spiraling at this point, Ashley, like in a very major way. So she's going around pointing the fingers, essentially playing the victim after digging up all this dirt. (laughs) She's like, he had an assistant that is dead and I saw jane killed in his apartment she even points to david her tenant who honestly she threw him under the bus and said he is on parole he has a record uh, a record for assault i just thought that was a little bit a a very low blow you know what i mean (laughs) not to say he did intimidate her that one time but it just didn't seem i didn't see the point of that I think she's Did just you? grasping in this moment because it's almost like probably, again, she's not in her right mind and she's probably drunk and high. So it's almost like that she's feeling cornered. She's feeling the walls closing in on her. So she's like lashing out at everyone in the room that yes. she feels like it's kind of against her. Cause that's even visually the way they set it up, right? She's on one side of the room. Everybody else is on the other side looking at her. Excellent point. And the other reason why she points to David, because she found the earring yep that jane was wearing that night they had their 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 girl chat and played gin you know and so great detail that makes him a you know potential suspect and the other thing i'm going to say to that is david's like she has some serious privacy issues (laughs) and i was like whoa if that isn't uh accurate you know the line of the film yes that is her problem (laughs) that is that's her entire problem along (laughs) with her audacity okay so we then hear the lady detective as you mentioned the very unnecessarily aggressive lady detective Mm -hmm. say dr fox your family is dead (gasps) i gasped probably the first time absolutely absolutely because at first the way they set it up, I will say, was pretty good. And I actually did enjoy some of the direction of the film. Like you mentioned how it was set up with her literally backing into a corner, mm-hmm. you know, pointing to everyone um, because she's trying to, you know, pin somebody yeah. <laughs> at this point. And trying to prove her sanity, which even now as the audience, yes. I'm no longer, I'm doubting her just like they're doubting her. Exactly. And this just seemed like an off-handed comment, but then it was repeated. And we are flashed back. Ashley, whew, okay. <laughs> Anna Fox is driving her husband and her eight-year-old daughter, Olivia. They're apparently going on some type of family vacation. It is snowing. Um, it's, it's Christmas, Christmas time. time. Your favorite time of the year. Yes. And 
we see that their daughter is inquisitive and beautiful and lovely and we see her husband pissed okay so we find out in their conversation that an affair was had Mm. and the person who stepped out on their marriage was none other than dr fox Mm -hmm. talking about don't blame me if she's scarred i do blame you the person having the affair is to be blamed and so the thing of it is she was trying to have this picture perfect family vacation during christmas time to you know protect her daughter from hating this time of year because the relationship between dr fox and her husband edward was obviously over you know yeah yeah. and the part that stung the most for me ashley is the fact that in this drive mind you this is also at night and it's snowing looks treacherous it's like curvy roads yes her phone rings ashley and it is under an unknown caller Mm -hmm. and her husband makes the comment this is him isn't it Mm mm-hmm they they argue the phone falls in the back she goes to reach for it and she drives off a cliff wtf her husband and her daughter did not survive what are your thoughts about her character at this point for me it just explained everything it's interesting you keep asking me how i felt about her because you know, usually I do do like very deep dives of my feelings about people, but I didn't in this case. And I have to say, maybe it's because she seemed so mentally and emotionally unstable that I did not harshly criticize her. I more so understood that obviously this is where the agoraphobia has come from. This is where like everything has come from, but it's so tragic that your family died because you were reaching for a phone because your lover uh, was calling you on your family vacation. And it's one of those things that I could see how she could spiral like this because again, she's a child psychologist so that yeah. fact that she wasn't able to protect her own child yes I, had to be so traumatic for her because one of her comments before we went into that flashback was i don't know how you live with yourself if you let something happen to a child yeah and i mean it just explains everything and i'm i I keep asking about how you feel about her because she is such a complex character. Now, I do value you bringing up the fact that she is more than likely high and drunk at the same time, right? (laughs) Yeah. But I feel like the problem I have with her, and I think I'm asking you as a way of how I was feeling. (laughs) Yeah. Um, She doesn't know how to take accountability and that makes her very difficult for me to root for um i think to that point she is suffering so much more than her words say right the Mm -hmm. fact that her whole life now is a shut-in agoraphobic very jumpy mess of a human being is her punishment she's punishing herself for this Mm. that's an excellent point that's an excellent point and we get out of this flashback and she essentially apologized to everybody at it's this like point. light bulb 
Yep. Like, oh, and, and mind you, up until this point, as an audience member, we were under the assumption that her and her husband were separated. And every time they asked about her beautiful child, Olivia, she would say she's with her father. Mm-hmm. And so that all these conversations are imagined. Absolutely. And that's the part that freaked me out too, because she was on these phone calls yeah. having full conversation with her daughter and her husband, and they are not there. It was all in that woman's head. Whew. Deep, deep. Again, these are the twists and turns that I, when I watched it, was not prepared for. So it was compelling for it me. It was extremely compelling. And I was on this ride i was on this ride especially at this point of the film i love a good flashback also <laughs> so i didn't realize when we first started the movie until this next scene with her therapist how much she was putting on this mm. facade even for her therapist because when i watched my second viewing i didn't realize that first time he was there she like dressed up she had on heels yeah and then by the second time she's like in her like robe or like bedroom attire like yeah. really showing her true self and her true vulnerability i didn't realize that until my second viewing of like how much she was even putting on for him at first i mean she talked about how like she thought he was against her yes. and all this stuff so yes. it's and like honestly, she's come back to reality and it makes you feel like well maybe he saw right through it you know what i mean so they have the conversation about the drugs um Obviously, it was making her hallucinate, right? And so much so that she admits that the meds had her slipping and she laughs and say, I don't think this is good for her. And I put LOL. I'm like, oh, you think? And one of the things that she also admitted yeah. to him that I thought was fascinating was that she's like, I needed to be at the center of something. Yeah. Yeah, which is a wake up call. So which was illuminating for her character for sure. But it was also a sad moment to me when she was like, I understand I may need supervision. I was like, for for you probably as a therapist to have to make that switch in your mind in terms of who you thought you were and what you thought you could handle. That had to be possibly one of the most humbling moments of the movie. I mean, she just came out of a manic episode right yeah and to have that level of self-awareness was also something that was was shocking like oh okay so we are at square one right <laughs> like yeah. like we are you know we can build from this because we are now firmly placed in reality <laughs> you know yep all right so she has this meaningful conversation, Ashley, with her therapist, just to prep for her own suicide. This was a tough scene. So in this next scene, she makes her Will and Less Testament video. And there was a lot of starts and stops, but the the lines that got me, and I think I even got kind of emotional watching her, you know, uh, go through this. She said, I wish I can be forgiven. I want to do it over, but I can't. Yeah. She's living with such deep, deep regret. Cause she's, she was messy on multiple levels. So she was unfaithful to her husband. She still was willing to take 
a call for her from her boo thing. I mean, you couldn't just let the phone ring. Like, I don't understand. Go ahead and hit that side button and we're done. Like, I don't, it, it did not have to be what it was, unfortunately. But it, imagine how many people this happens to where you make one life altering mistake. Yeah. And for her, it cost her everything. Literally everything. I also appreciated her video how she made it a point to not incriminate David. I thought that was especially because it seemed like yes. their relationship had got, gotten so rocky that that was, to me, a sign of like a mea culpa of like, you know, I, I'm sorry and I yes. want to make sure that he's not implicated in my death. We definitely, I definitely gathered the remorse um, for, uh, from her character at this point, especially after you know, literally having this such a major wake-up call, you know? But I was sad. I didn't want her to take her life. I'm like, is there anything we can do? Is this really how yes. this movie is going to end, you know? Yes. yeah. All right. So at this point, she was waiting for David to pick up his stuff because obviously he's moving out, right? <laughs> and I'm Deuces, not saying that to be funny, but it's like, yeah, she threw him under the bus. He doesn't have time for it period and while she was waiting for him she was going through her phone looking at old pictures of her daughter and her husband mind you I think part of the reason why my heart breaks so much is because I have a little girl and a hubby and I'm like if anything were to happen to them lord Jesus it's a fire like you know what I mean yeah like, inconsolable uh, I don't even my mind can't go there yeah and so it's so yeah it it, it kind of touch me in my heart you know my heart anyway Your whole heart <laughs> <laughs> while going through her photos she comes across the photo the night she had wine with quote-unquote jane russell she it was a photo that she took of her cat punch and in the reflection of the wine glass was the beautiful face of Julianne Moore. <laughs> mm -hmm. So she she's then re-energized at this point, right? And she wants to she wants to share it with David. David comes home, of course, in a movie like this, it is at night and it's raining. And you know, he comes in extremely wet, looking real suspicious, not gonna <laughs> lie. Okay. The thing about this is where the movie starts to get a little like doing so she shows him the photo and he all of a sudden has all the answers ashley all of them he yeah. go ahead i was just gonna say she did not listen to him earlier in the film because he said earlier in the film that there was a woman named Catherine who yes. was with him on wednesday night she did not investigate further so go ahead girl so we find out that Katie is Ethan's birth mother, that Katie and David hooked up on that Wednesday. And she That's where that earring came from. Yes. And apparently, and if you remember, she called out to David that night because she heard the scream and he was talking to somebody in yep. the basement. But yep. he was like, no, I didn't hear a scream. Right. So... He has all the backstory, apparently, because the way they, 
the way they set it up was like, oh, she couldn't stop talking. So apparently she's Ethan's birth mother. She ran away from Alistair when she was eight months pregnant. Alistair found her at what he called a meth commune. Crazy. And Ethan was two years old. She goes to prison and Alistair has apparently been trying to hide from her like like he has all the resources so why is he running from her i I guess just trying to keep her at bay so then he ended up trying to start paying her to stay away but yes yes and uh we find out that dr fox had made a lot of assumptions the one thing that is important from the four agreements one of the agreements is don't make any assumptions and guess what she did she made the assumption that she was Jane Russell because she meant. And Julian Moore said in the film, what makes you say that? She genuinely said that. And that was the extent of that conversation. Okay. You know, again, Dr. Fox is still energized with having this photo because it proved that she was not completely high as a kite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what she, saw. she was not making this stuff up. And David did not want anything to do with it. Do you blame him? No, 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 absolutely not. Again, he, to me at this point, was the only one who was making the smart decisions. It was like, I'm going (laughs) to walk away from you because you are dangerous. You are complicated. You are complicating my life. I don't need this shit. So I was with David in this moment. Like, ma'am, I'm going to go. If you want to handle that and call the police, do you. I'm going to go figure out my parole situation so I don't go back to jail. So a lot happens after this, okay? Um, David leaves. The computer falls. Of course, the screen goes blank, right? Ashley, we find out that it was Ethan all along, okay? Playing back to our WandaVision recap. Agatha all along. (laughs) If you haven't heard it, please, please check it out. Yeah. So apparently this weird boy, according to you, Ashley. Yeah. He killed David, right? At that point, at least he thought he did. Uh, Apparently he was on his way to New Hampshire, which is some type of jail or prison or something like that. But he. Yeah, it was supposed to be some type of. school for something or program for something but he considered it more like a jail yes yes now this is where the movie loses me actually (laughs) um because what was his relationship with pam one because he essentially talked about you know he apparently got off on the fact that you know he killed her and how long it took her to die right he also confessed to killing his own mother, which I still don't know the motivation behind that. Oh, well, oh, he did say she and you were the same. You only had one job, take care of your family. But wh- what was his anger with her? That was, I didn't pick up on that. So again, this is where my C minus comes from because same. this ending felt for me very abrupt. Obviously we had to have a killer, but besides Ethan being weird and strange, I didn't see this coming as him supposedly being the makings of a serial killer. I mean, that's basically what it comes down to. Like he's mentions like, 
you know, Pam was my first. I wanted, I, I enjoyed seeing her go, uh, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out, you know, who I am and basically what I want to be when I grow up, meaning what type of serial killer does he want to be? What does he want his motivations to be? But mm -hmm. why? Where did this yeah. come from? Is it yep. because your mother uh, probably used a lot of drugs when you were in the womb and you were around a lot of drugs as a small toddler? Like, where did, where did this mentality come from and I don't like to delve into the psychology of serial killers because it frightens me mm -hmm. so I don't know if that is a normal thing for them to just pop up out of the we work at 15 and say hey I'm a serial killer I'm gonna start killing random women but to your point for me it lost me in the sense that it just I didn't see a clear connection like Julianne Moore is Same. the one killing that made even an ounce of sense to me yes you may have mm -hmm. had a grudge but that's the case why didn't you kill your dad too your dad smacked the dog shit out of you but you're a killer out here saying. that's you what I'm killer? saying and then even with you know Dr. Fox character he mentioned oh well the real estate lady told me about you and I knew you had to be my my second or whatever my next mark but my then he says I was just gonna let you kill yourself and I was gonna come in at the end so yes what is it like his yes. motivations were unclear yes. his methods were unclear yes. and it just felt like a way to try to throw us off from it being the obvious of Alistair right oh well actually yes. it was Ethan but it, it lacked that punch for me because I needed it to feel satisfying and it exactly. never felt satisfying exactly and the one thing that dr fox did that i didn't think she had it in her she um she was able to get a couple of punches in because she fought she fought for her life the big the big fight at the end of the movie and they made it all the way to the roof as i mentioned previously it is at night it is raining like cats and dogs and that that window roof that David mentioned earlier uh, in the film foreshadowing, <laughs> he mentioned that it was dangerous and needed to be looked at. That ended up being the demise of Ethan's character. Uh, Dr. Fox was able to get him on top and he fell right through. That garden tool to the face though. Oof. Girl. I didn't watch it in my second viewing. I fast forwarded through that puppy. Cause that was, yeah, that was vicious. I was like, y'all didn't have to do my girl like that. Y'all didn't have to do, y'all didn't have to do Amy Adams like that. Damn. Wow. Oh my goodness. And the next scene we find her in the hospital, which is also significant because I think this was like the second time she left the house. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, really the first time, cause it's the, that one time going out and going out in the rain, all that, obviously she's mm -hmm. running for her life mm -hmm. and then trying to go out to help it with the umbrella. Mm -hmm. Still don't know how far she made it before she exactly. passed out or whatever. So yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Got her yeah. out of the house for sure. And she's met with Dr. or Detective Little. A gem of a human being. Absolutely. And so basically their interaction was very touching to me too. I don't know why. I think it's because I love um, the actor, you know, yeah. paper boy. Anyway. Exactly. Shout out to Atlanta. <laughs> the show. Their interaction was touching because he essentially said, you know, I screw, screwed up on this case. You were right. I apologize. Mm -hmm. But I also saw your video you saw my video and he was like, yes. And she's like, did everyone see it? And he was like, nope. And again, in so many words, he let her take care of that. So it wouldn't be, you know, exhibit one B. So gem of a human being, 
Okay, because there were multiple points throughout this that he could have treated her differently. He could have been more antagonistic the way the female cop was or, you know, press charges against her for different reasons, what have you for, you know, false claims, all of that. And it's interesting because you brought up the dynamic of this is like in real life, the white woman who would be calling X, Y and Z on black people. So it's interesting that he is a black man who is helping this white woman let's be a hundred percent was not lost on me at all and can we say that the russells knew their son was a psycho though like what absolutely that is why he was getting slapped upside the head every other day like but then you know i guess violence begets violence yes but not to that extreme though i mean i don't know that that kid was psycho psycho you worried that he was gonna kill me if i was the dad i mean you've seen what he's capable of if he killed your secretary girl and let's also not forget the way they framed the father again we we as an audience was essentially seeing him the way that Dr. Fox was seeing him. So you remember that one instance where he had a hammer in his hand? It was like, sir, what were you doing with the hammer? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She made him in her mind this more intact. The one thing, the one major thing we saw, obviously, was the slap. And that was horrible. Yes. Um, But otherwise, we didn't, besides it seemed like possibly some verbal altercations, we didn't really see anything else. Yeah. But again, they they protected their son knowing full well what happened, at least back in Boston. So that was very disturbing. Yes. All right. And so the film ends nine months later and, you know, she looking cute these days now. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like she put on a little heel she put on a booty yep um she got her hair done she washed her face you know she looks more like our amy adams minus the facial scar exactly and she is saying goodbye to her house her shitty house according to (laughs) (laughs) that probably five six million dollar house sure yeah right and uh we see her say goodbye and tell I'm sure her daughter and her husband that it was time for her to go. Yeah. Were you satisfied with how she ended up, Ashley? I am, but I guess the one thing that I'll say is I wish that I could have had that flash forward be settled in a new life because Mm. I was left wondering, where are you going? What are you going to do? How are you going to move forward? You know what I mean? I would have rather it been not her moving out, but seeing her move on in some way that gives us a little bit more closure in terms of what she's going to do next, whether that's a new job, a new city, whatever. That's, that's the one thing I wanted. I'll say. Well, that's interesting because for me, I actually was fine with how they ended it because for me, this was the most that we we had ever seen her do, you know, mm-hmm. outside of before the loss of her husband and her daughter. So for me, I think what it kind of signals is that she obviously is in a well enough state to, one, obviously leave the house, say goodbye to a chapter of her life mm-hmm. um and it shows essentially that she has hope right which is yeah. something that she definitely did not have 
<laughs> and just um, the the leisurely way she was able to leave the house exactly, was beautiful because she exactly. was a hot, hot, hot mess. But can I say too that I think it's interesting that I feel like now she has physical scars versus mental scars. Ooh. Girl, <laughs> come through. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Yes. That was my last note. Well said. Well said. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, is there anything else you want to say about this film? That's all I've got. Guys, I know that the reviews tarnished it. I know that people have talked dog shit about it, but I do. I think that it's still, if you like that genre, if you like thrillers, if you like whatever, I Not, still think it's worth a watch. Uh, Knives Out. Yeah. Knives Out was more of a, like a comedy um, whodunit. mystery. But yeah. it's a whodunit. Yes. Yeah. I think it's still worth a watch. So that's my, that's my two cent too. Well, thank you, Ashley. And if there's nothing else, it's time for our hidden gems. Yes, ma'am. So I'm going to let you go first this week. What are your hidden gems? All right. So I have two this week, okay? So the first is Tamron Hall's interview with Billy Porter. Billy Porter this week on the Hollywood Reporter (laughs) magazine came out as HIV positive Mm -hmm. and he sat down for his first on-air interview with Tamron Hall and Tamron got the exclusive she does it was truly a beautiful interview in the sense of just hearing someone like like Billy speak his truth yeah um I found the interview on YouTube. It's about a 14 minute interview, almost 15 minutes. One of the most uh, standout moments, and I'm going to say spoiler alert. Okay. He talked about telling his mom and he had a strained relationship with his mom. Cause I mean, he's from the South and his mom was extremely religious. And so, you know, that was always a difficult journey his coming out story but he didn't he didn't tell his mom he was hiv positive until literally a couple of months ago before he told the world wow and one of the things that he said that she said to him was that you gotta stop doing this you gotta be you gotta tell me about your life you can't keep you can't keep keeping things away from me and that was a touching moment in the interview so highly recommend my second hidden gem this week, since we talked about JLo so much last week, <laughs> I found her rom com second act. Yeah. On Hulu. Mm-hmm. It's essentially about a woman in her 40s. Cough, cough. Sorry. Sorry, Jen. Uh, <laughs> Hey, she was amazing. I was going to say, she absolutely can still pull off her 40. She sure can. Um, and honestly, she also makes sure she has some good looking co-stars because she, her boyfriend in the movie was um, Milo Ventimiglia. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So basically it's about a 40 something year old woman who um, has a lot of experience, but she did not get her degree. Her degree. She works for a grocery store and she tried to get a promotion, but she didn't get it. And so her best friend's son created a profile on the internet 
saying that she went to Harvard and climbed Mount Kilimanjaro and had this, you know, um, elaborate life. And she lands a job at a very, you know, big business. And so it's a fun, it's a fun movie. It was simple. It was to the point. And she got to act in it with her real life bestie, Leah Remini. Exactly. It's a little long-winded of of the type of movie it is. Yeah. And they jump some major hoops that I'm just like, oh, so we're going, we're going there. Okay. Um, but I watched it on a Sunday evening with nothing to do. (laughs) It was worth it. And I mean, that's a sweet spot for J-Lo. Some of my favorite uh, films of hers are definitely her rom-coms. I mean, The Wedding Planner, I still watch every time. Yeah, The Wedding Planner is one of my top movies for rom-coms, period. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, I own it, but I still watch it even when it comes on the, the regular channel. Monster in Law, Monster in Law was amazing. Yeah, I mean, so. she's had some great ones. Even um, you know, I've I've liked her more serious ones too, like Out of Sight with George Clooney. But I think that her sweet spot is her rom com. So yes, right up her alley. And I am absolutely looking forward to this new rom com that's coming out with Lenny Kravitz and um, yes, uh, what's his name from. Jupiter Legacy, Josh, uh, Josh Dumail, Josh Dumail. Yes, looking forward to that. So that's a beautiful man right there. Both of those men are beautiful. I'm, I'm a, <laughs> a fawn, so I'm excited. Um, <laughs> All right, Ashley, what are your hidden gems this week? My first one is one that I just caught back up on because I restarted my Showtime subscription for a little minute. Y'all know how that goes. Uh, Got to switch yes. those things off because these prices get crazy. Uh, so this was Kidding. It's a series starring Jim Carrey. Uh, and it's basically Jim Carrey as a Mr. Rogers type of character with a darker side, right? Mm. I just finished season two of it. Um, and it's still compelling. I still enjoyed it. Um he's been going through it not just professionally but also personally in season two so it got a little more endearing I guess in terms of understanding his character but I mean Mm -hmm. it's Jim freaking Carey so it's definitely enjoyable to see him sink his teeth into anything for me and Mm -hmm. Ariana Grande speaking of her makes a cameo in season two and I remember seeing her post about it because she's a huge Jim Carey fan but I didn't know what she had done so that was also very cute and satisfying to see them work together but kidding two seasons on showtime i encourage you guys to check it out if uh if you're so inclined my second hidden gem is one that i watched a while ago but i was wondering like where the heck is season three and this is four more shots please on amazon Ooh. i love 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 this show this I is have never heard of it this is four girlfriends in mumbai okay so mm-hmm. it's they are they go through all the usual shenanigans and their love lives and their friendships all that stuff but because it's a culture that i'm not really familiar with i think mm-hmm. i enjoyed a lot for that visually i enjoy seeing mumbai and the different mm-hmm. excursions they go on and all of that and also just the core cast is excellent like i enjoy the ladies i enjoy their dynamic i enjoy their chemistry and i love seeing girlfriend oriented television like it's my it's it's one of my favorites so two seasons currently on amazon season three i saw is being shot currently so feel free to catch up now so you'll be ready for season three if this sounds like it's of interest to you and those are my two hidden gems for this week yay 
Yes, yes. Thank you so much, Ashley. Do you know that this is episode 28, Delore? We have two more episodes until we get to episode 30. So, guys, we're in the game now. We're getting getting some episodes under our belts. We hope that you guys have continued to enjoy, rock with us. Uh, Again, give us more feedback. Give us some things that you guys are watching or enjoying that you want to hear us talk about. Absolutely. We're open. But otherwise, Delora, that's all I got today, girl. Thank you, Ashley. Love you, girl. Love you, too, guys. We'll be back next week. Uh, We'll let you know on social what we're going to be recapping. But see you then. Bye. Bye.